Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Growing Your B2B Small Business Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Poole. In this episode, we're going to talk about why we as entrepreneurs are sometimes hesitant to raise our prices and how to overcome this growth roadblock. Let's get started. you have a B2B small business, are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B small business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. You're one of the heroes in our society, and you should be proud of it. Welcome to the tribe, and welcome home. Okay, everyone, I hope you're having an awesome day today. In the last episode, we talked about the concept of using force multipliers in our business and how this can quickly grow our businesses. Today, I want to talk about a concept that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with, me included. And I think it's uh, even more common in B2B due to the size of our transactions versus B2C. And that subject is pricing, and more specifically, how do we raise our prices? You know, in a previous podcast, I talked about the difference between price, cost, and value. And if you haven't listened to that, I think it's probably worth your time. The crux of it, though, is that you all have to keep in mind that when we're selling and marketing, that these are all different amounts. You know, price is what customers pay. Cost is what it takes to get our product or our service out the door. And value is a perception from the customer's standpoint. That value can be increased based upon our actions and how we increase the perceived value in the mind of the customer. In this episode, we're going to be focusing on price, so basically the amount that customers pay. If you're like me, you may have struggled with finding the right price point in the past. Why? I think it's really four things, a lack of confidence in the value that we're offering, fear of losing the sale, thinking that being the commodity leader will help us dominate the market, and basically just buying business by discounting. And I'm guessing if we're honest with ourselves, we've all fallen into that trap uh, at one time or another. So the first one in my mind is a a lack of confidence in the value of our offering. Why do we have that lack of uh, confidence? You know, it could be any number of things, you know, from, you know, it's an untested product or service. Uh, We're not sure that uh, it's worth the money that that we're trying to charge or, you know, we don't think even we're worth it uh, at a subconscious level that uh, we're not, even though we're not our service. You know, and I think the second thing I would say is uh, fear of losing the sale. You know, we think that, uh, you know, the customer might go somewhere else if they can save a few dollars or believe that everyone is shopping for the lowest bidder. So we have to be that person. And we don't think anybody will buy if we charge more. Number three, I think being the commodity leader will help us dominate. Again, you know, we see examples of this, uh, you know, like a, a McDonald's and that sort of thing. That's certainly a low cost provider. You know, we're taught traditionally that market domination is primarily due to price. And again, that customers are all exclusively set on price to, as the most important factor. And we've kind of been sold that idea that, that price and a race to the bottom in price is a good plan. And then fourth, uh, you know, the concept of basically buying business, uh, which is just discounting, you know, to get the business, you know, feeling like we have to buy business, uh, which it makes sense, you know, to get some deals under a belt uh, or it's a good substitute for marketing and sales. And, you know, it's also, you know, we're under competitive pressure to see others competitors who are buying business. So I'm going to assume you can relate to one of these four areas. I think, you know, I've certainly been guilty of most, if not all four of these at at one time or the other. It's really only in the last few years that I've had some realizations about the reality of these fears. And, you know, that's exactly what they are, their fear and how to change my mindset around them. So I wanted to share some of those ideas with you. 
So let's go through them again. I'll give you my ideas and why I think they're really not accurate beliefs and how we can change this mentality and mindset. First, you know, the lack of confidence uh, in our product or our service is really, you know, it depends a little bit on how long you've been in business. But first, you know, if you're fairly new to business, uh, you know, if you haven't made a sale yet or you're just in your first year or anywhere in that area, you know, you're in a different position, obviously, than somebody who's been in business for 20 years. You may say, well, I have no idea if the price I'm charging is appropriate. But remember, it doesn't matter if you think your product is valuable or what price you think it should be charged at. It's really what your customer thinks. You know, but I mean, that's a legit question or concern. However, you know, if you've sold even one unit or one, you know, set of services, uh, you've got a baseline and that's really an indication of the perceived value, at least, you know, to start, start out with. You know, from there, you should gather a few more sales, increase your prices and see what response you get. I mean, don't wait years for this and don't get dissuaded by a few naysayers in the beginning stages. You know, make sure you're evaluating the, the numbers and the trends, uh, you know, on a macro level before changing course. But, you know, you also at the same time have to be careful of the naysayers because you're going to run into them. And, you know, when we first started as a company, uh, this was probably 20 years ago. Uh, I remember at the time we were charging $240 for 10 hours of telemarketing, which, you know, is laughable these days considering it's B2B uh, appointment setting and not calling consumers for some kind of low-end product. And my, anyway, my business partner had cold called a business broker who told him that for $240, he wouldn't only expect, you know, 10 hours of calls to be made, but he'd expect to get four listings out of that. You know, and in, in case you're not familiar with the business brokerage industry, you know, they charge like realtors with a percentage of the sales price of a business. You know, and um, on a low-end deal, this guy probably could have made 100 times what we were pricing it at. Fortunately, we didn't let this stop us and kept on finding new clients who weren't living in fantasy land like this guy was and actually, you know, saw the value in what we were offering. Point of uh, the story is that when you're starting out, you know, be careful who you listen to. If you're finding people who buy at the price you're offering, you're probably on the right track. You know, it seems like common sense, but sometimes we get lost in the emotions of the whole thing. So we need, really need to keep that in mind. So that's, you know, when you're starting out. Uh, but, you know, how do we overcome this fear if we're an established business? You know, if you've been selling for years and you have a pretty good idea, you know what your customers are currently paying. So I would say that's your baseline pretty easy. But just like a, with a new business, value in the mind of the customer is what matters. Cost has to be lower than what the customer thinks it's actually worth. So how do you know if customers value it? Well, simply, you know, you've got sales, you know, which is number one. The other way is to consistently raise prices. The market's going to tell you what your service or product is worth over time. You'll know when you've priced your product out of the, what the market is willing to pay. I mean, your customers will tell you your sales will drop, et cetera. You know, at that point, stick with your current pricing until you figure out how to increase the perceived value of your offering to your customers. This can happen pretty quickly and without a huge effort. You know, again, check out that episode on cost, price, and value for more ideas on that. You know, and if the market is paying your current price and happy, that means you should probably raise your prices because by definition, you're providing more value than cost. So, don't be hesitant. Be proud of the value that you're offering. So the next major fear, I think, is the, the fear of losing the sale. And, you know, this is a big one that I think most salespeople can relate to. You know, besides the obvious, quote, you know, needing the sale so we can pay our mortgage or whatever, most of us at times have thought, you know, if we were the low price leader, the customer would buy from us instead of the competition. There, there's a flaw if you think about it, and it's really uh, an unconscious arrogance uh, to that train of thought. By thinking that all our customers care about is price, we're making a serious mistake in our judgment of our customers. You know, I mean, it makes sense in a rational world that humans would just look at price and features and make completely logical decisions based upon price. 
But it's simply not true. And it's really an arrogant way of our subconscious to assume that we know what our customers are thinking. I mean, how many times have you bought something with an emotional decision? I would say almost 100% of the time. This is a, a sub- separate subject that we can go deep on in a different episode. But you know, people think that just because we're in B2B, emotion doesn't come into selling. And you know, like I said, that's a whole episode in itself. But I believe that's not true at all. All selling is emotional at first, and you back it up with logical reasons after the fact. And that doesn't matter if you're selling a you know $25 widgets or a $30,000 computer system. There's always an emotional component. And so if we fear we're losing the sale because uh, we assume that the price is all that matters, we're really doing a disservice to our customers. We don't really know what they're thinking internally and to assume so is a mistake. So a third mistake that a lot of us fall into is really thinking that the, being the commodity leader is going to help us dominate the market. You know, uh, I've forgotten who said it. I think maybe it was Dan Kennedy, but there's no strategic advantage to being the second highest priced offering or even the second lowest for that matter either be the most expensive or the cheapest and anything else is just sort of a me too pricing. You know, we see examples of loss leader like McDonald's and, you know, on the surface that makes sense. And people think, wow, well, they're, you know, they're successful because they're the cheapest ever. You know, that's not really true because if you think about it and how they internally do it, they might have, you know, their value menu, that's 99 cents for a hamburger or whatever. Um, but then you look at the, you know, the fries, which are, you know, 379 or something. And so they're hitting you up with the initial thing just to bring you in the door, but I guarantee they're getting the profit in the back end. So it's actually not um, a low price market domination thing that they're trying to get. That's not how they're making their money. Um, you know, and you can, you can, can compete solely on price, but you know, it used to be easier to do that in today's modern society. You know, it's a little bit different. You know, as we talked about in the last episode, there's very little barrier to entry in most industries these days. You know, if you're competing on price alone, you have to, consistently be the low price leader. And that means you're always going to be lowering your prices as new competitors come in, try to steal the market share by undercutting you. And really, that's a pretty poor long-term strategy. I think the fourth trap that you know we run into is you know trying to, quote, buy business by discounting. And this is sort of a combination of the first three. But you know if you're buying business by charging less than your competitors in order to get the sale, you're really you're damaging your business in the long run. I mean, who is this discounting going to attract? Is it going to attract uh, easy to work with buyers who value you as a professional and uh, your service or your product? No, they, they go care less about you, your product, and really only the, the price of the product. Is that who you really want as customers? I mean, are they g- going to be good repeat and long-term customers? No. And they're not going to have any loyalty to you or loyalty to you or your company. And they're going to jump ship as soon as someone else discounts further. And finally, by discounting your product, you're actually making it harder to sell your product to most customers who are looking for a good combination of value and price. Here's a paraphrased example of something I heard from Steve Larson, the sales funnel guy um, that I think is great. Uh, you know, one of the, the toughest things that we face in selling is, you know, obviously is to convince the customer that we can be trusted. And if we can get them to trust us and, and they know that we're genuinely concerned about their problem, you know, they're going to buy from us even at a higher price than others. And, you know, why is that? Um, well, let's, you know, say that you're selling Ferraris. Uh, you know, I'm not a car guy. I know very little about cars, unfortunately. But let's just say it's a $250,000 Ferrari. And, you know, you're in the dealer or whatever, and you get a buyer walking in and very interested in that party, loves the car, wants to buy it. And so, of course, ask the buying question, you know, how much is it? And you tell them, hey, great, it's on sale for $25,000, you know, from $250,000. So what's immediately going to go through his mind? Number one, what's wrong with it? 
Number two, well, you're probably a scam artist that you aren't telling me the truth, you know, or three, there's some kind of catch. So basically, your undercharging has ruined the trust in you and your product. You know, unfortunately, our, our company sales double, you know, we've made this mistake many times over the years. You know, at times we charge way too low of a price. Uh, you know, we had literally had clients and prospects tell our salespeople, well, you know, okay, that's great. Well, what's the catch? You know, how can you offer that service at such a low price? You know, and our, our low price uh, became an objection instead of a selling point. So it's actually not a good thing, you know, if you look at it in the long run. So don't be tempted to buy a business by discounting substantially. This is just a bad idea for real growth in your company. So in summary, some takeaways from this episode to think about, you know, number one, you know, we as business owners are, are most likely to be concerned, more concerned about our price than our actual customers are, which is kind of backwards if you think about it. You know, we should be consistently raising our prices to find out what the market will pay for our products and services and how the market values them and then work on increasing that value. We need to avoid being the low price leader and switch gears to be the premium choice. And even if we don't have the value to back that up, focus on increasing our perceived value so you can be the premium choice. And don't be tempted, you know, for the short term cash by buying business by discounting. It's a bad long run strategy and will build the wrong clientele and the customers for your company. I would challenge you to do some thinking on this and see if the time is right to raise your prices. You know, I'm guessing it is. And if not, have a plan for when you're going to do it and the specifics. Thanks for listening today, and I'll talk to you soon. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable, and it's really an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. Now, I've also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years uh, in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.